Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you listen to this episode 253 of the Tree Talk podcast with myself, Jack Neville, Matt O'Callaghan, the Weekly Observer, and Vale Star. Um, busy weekend we had last weekend with the Senior Harlan quarterfinals, the final rounds in the Premier Intermediate, some outstanding games, intermediate and junior, but we're into the knockouts in all the Harlands. So we'll go through that to start. We also have a big weekend coming up in football with the quarterfinals in the, in the men's side and you have the finals in the women's side and we're also down to the finalists in the Camogie. So load to get through, so stay tuned for that and more. The impression the game we get all with what you put into, it's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Shawnee Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Nimrick went out there from the World Court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact that it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. As I said in the intro there, Matt, so much to look back on, so much to look forward to, but you will be in uh, in Goodison on, on Saturday morning. Is that something you're looking forward to, or will you be watching with your hand, hands over your eyes to see how everything get on against Bournemouth? I, I'll be watching with my hands over my eyes, Jack, because... Um, you know, we've got, got a bit of a respite there in the last 10 days. Um, go, go to Brentford and win comfortably and then go to Aston Villa in the Carabao Cup and um, win. And lo and behold, and brought back down to it with a bang, losing at home to Luton. So, like, they've lost the four home games this season to certainly three teams that they should be beating, you know, if they've... If you know, to, but um, yeah, look, um, I'm going over given my top and spot, but you know, with a lot of interpretation, and I'm very, very disappointed with the season so far. I'm very, very disappointed with the way the football club has been run, Jack, to be quite honest. And um, after yeah, over 60 years following him, it has really, really tested my loyalty. Yeah, but um, but look, Jack, you will go anywhere, and you could be the all, um, so you... I, 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 I'll see it out, like I'll I, 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 I just stick with it, you know, but. Um, you could be the, just, the mission just spark really in the stands. Um, I go once or twice a year, as you know, and um, uh, Saturday is one of the days set aside and ordained to go. So, look, let's hope that I'll bring him luck. Yeah, that could be. You could be the missing missing piece, and hopefully, there's no car controversy. Because as a Liverpool fan, I've I've heard enough of it over the last three or four days to do me a lifetime. But. That's enough. Well, look, that, uh, that, enough that, that, that is simply beyond belief. It, you know, um, to me, you know, it questions the whole integrity of the VAR system. And, um, you know, um, I, 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 I think it, uh, look, don't think that I'm a half converted Liverpool fan or anything far from it. But um, I don't care who's playing Jack. I want to see fair play. Uh, and I suppose it calls into question that if it's if it's been done wrong at that level with all the money that the people clamoring for in the GA, maybe you should just take another look and say, 
let's leave <laughs> leave it to human error and if someone makes a mistake that's grand without getting the technology involved but that's uh, plenty of soccer for us to get started this weekend. Oh, so oh, oh, Jack, but I, I, I heard people saying, oh, if we only had VAR. You know, last Sunday I heard them saying in the Gaelic grounds, I heard it twice actually to, to, during my travels around the ground. And lo and behold, what was unfolding across the water if they only knew about it. Like, um, oh, yeah, God forbid, yeah. uh, you know, that we won't see the day where we have, we have Hawkeye. Yeah, it's just about just just about enough, Jack. Yeah, and Hawkeye, I don't think is uh, I don't think it's great as is. We've been burned a couple of times as Limerick fans with the Hawkeye, so I don't think we'll we be have it's not for the bar either, you know? anytime soon. But talking about the Gaelic rounds, we'll start there, Matt, with the two senior hurling quarterfinals. And before we get into them, uh, I I couldn't make it with our own match, but I watched the first game in full and watched the second game back. But uh, as a whole. What did you make of the games? Because watching them, it seemed to be a strange-ish atmosphere in the Gaelic rounds. Yeah, I, Jack, basically I was disappointed with the fair that was on offer because I honestly thought that, um, you know, um, South Liberties had blazed the trail last year and that they became the first team um, from Section A to beat a team from, sec- from Section B to beat a team from Section A. I thought there was, having seen Mungret and... Um, Barry Brown in action the previous week. You were with me there in Tlahan. And, um, you know, I, I had, had high hopes. And, um, you know, that 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 even though I thought at the end of the day that Dune and Patrick's well would win, but I I, I thought that we would, we would have very, very close contest, very, very close contest. But if I can deal with, first of all, and I'll come back to Patrick's well and, and Barry Brown in a second, but I thought that the, 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 the intensity... Um, in the um, in the Dune versus Mungret St. Paul's game was at best mediocre to not being at all, you know. Um, we saw in the first half 26 scores, 13 points apiece. Lovely to watch, Jack. Lovely to watch. Um, both, both teams spraying, it, spraying the ball around, some great points being scored. Um, but unfortunately, when it comes to the real business end of the competition, um, that does not succeed, and it was a question at halftime which which of the two teams would find that extra gear or up, up the tempo that bit, and I was quite confident at that stage that it would be the men in red from the east that would do it, would do so because um, we we have seen we have they're so seasoned at this level of of, of the competition, and you know all the narrative about them. Um, uh, all the players been missing, which Fergie O'Loughlin was at pains to play down, um, and rightly so probably after the game, in that you have to deal with the hand that you have. Um, but they were boosted by the return of Tommy Hayes, who came on just before halftime and got a good, what, 35, 40 minutes under his belt um, going into the semi-final now. But uh, look, doing with a better team in the second half. Like, they, you know, they had players that, that they had... In, in tight situations, and we've said it, Sekalasekalorum, like you, you need big players, players that can make a difference in a tight situation or when you're in a difficult situation. And you'd like of Adam English, he, he got a very good goal. Um, you had Pat Ryan, Barry Murphy, Donald Coughlin again showing very well, Kevin Maher, Dara Stapleton. They, 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 they had the forwards, 
as I said last week, that I, I thought um, that they had the forwards that, that would carry them over the line. And, the, and, and that's the way it was. But again, the defence stood up, even though it is, um, yeah. you know, it is a reshape. Defense. Eddie Stokes seems to be settling in at centre-half back. Cormac Ryan was very good again at cornerback, I thought. Owen Fitzgibbon was very good. Now, he made way for Tommy Hayes, but he, he, he did not come off. Uh, he, he was he was moved into the corner, and um, overall, Dune will be happy to get to the semi final. They will be the first to put their hands up and say um, uh, that certainly their first half performance would not be near good enough to go anywhere near in the semi final. But certainly, Jack, they showed in the second half that that they they, they had uh, you know they had something, but. Well, you know, playing the piercing in the semi-final is going to be a totally, totally different kettle of fish altogether. But you yeah, know, top, I suppose it was a case know, of a job done for Dune with all the injuries. Well, and, yeah, it, it, it's it's job done. Like and 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 um, you know, they never cease to amaze me this year. They, they 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 have been written off a couple of times. Written off after the first round trimming by Kilmallock, then came back and beat Patrick's well. Written off again after the, the trimming by by Napiershik and came back and beat Kildama Palace Kinnery in a hand. You know? And um, like uh, as like basically what they're doing is they're, they're they're absolutely getting the optimum out of the resources that are available to them. And and I I'm so full of everything for what they for what they've done because other clubs in their circumstances could have wallowed and lit down and said to hell with it, you know. But by God, they're battling and, and they're still there. And um, now yeah, the Pearshik may be a bridge too far, but, you know, certainly, um, you know, as Fergie O'Loughlin did say, that he'd have bitten the hand off you if you told him after the defeat by Kilmallock that you'd get to a county semi final. But that's where they are. And uh, as I said, I've seen him three. I've seen him four times, actually. Believe it, Jack. Um, and um, I think that they are on merit. I I can't argue with any of the games that they won. I I, I, no, I thought they were the better team in those. It's, it's, and um, I, I saw I saw the defeat to 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 um to um Napierschik and any team, Jack. You know, would, would would have gone away and caved in under it, but they didn't. They bounced straight back up five days later and beat Kildama Palestine Rand didn't beat a hand. So, yeah, look, they're in the semi-final. Yeah, they're there on merit. You can't argue with they it. Won. They were much the better team in the second half. Mungret will have learned from the experience. Uh, looking at the configure, they, they had lost Patrick um, Begley after 40 minutes to injury. But looking at the configuration of the Mungret team going forward, I think they, 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 they're likely... To, to cause difficulties for a lot of teams in, in Section A in 2024. They're not going to be whipping boys. They're not going to be a pushover. Um, they're a coming team. There's there's no doubt about it. And um, last Sunday was another step or another lesson in the learning process for them. And um, they, 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 they will take something out of last last week's quarterfinal. But uh, at the end of the day, um, Doon deserved their victory. And... and um, you know, it's onwards now to a county semi-final with Napierschik. Now, the second game. Before you go into, um, the, before you go into the second game there, um, I'll cut across you because 
and you make some great points there about doing and, and that's three wins in a row and you wouldn't have thought that after the hockey and they got against um the Pearshik. So they'll bring a, a bit of confidence into that game. But how important is it that Adam English will be right for that game? Because even though he looked injured for the majority of the contest on Sunday, he was still the main man, the major difference between the two teams, and especially that goal, you know, his pace and directness when others sloughed her line in front of goals, Adam was the man to hit the back of the net and if they have any chance against the Pearson, he needs to be 100% fit, I think. Well, absolutely, Jack. I, 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 I couldn't agree more. And every every time I see him, I become more excited by him. He's he's just he's just a real huge player for the future. Um, and absolutely fantastic. He's he's the heartbeat of it because he he's in there around the middle third. But Jack, he's all over the place. And um, you know, he mm. he he, yeah. he has the guts and. And to, to, the goal that he got took guts, Jack, to go on, take it on, yeah. and finish it like he did, you know. So, like, he, Adam English is a special player, Jack, and that's something that we have known um, since he was a minor. But yeah. very often minors do, do not transition into seeing a special players. But, by God, he's, he, he's, he's doing it, and he's doing it in spades. But, like, as I said already about the, the, the experience around him is a big, big help to him. And I'm talking about the like Pat Ryan, Barry Murphy, Dara Stapleton. You know, um, uh, like Dara Stapleton to me, like what he brings to the team, like is, is just, it's just immense. Like he may, he may not be good for 60 minutes anymore, but by God, while he's on the field, does he give it all, you know, and he's so vastly experienced. But um yeah, look, I'm delighted that that they're in the semi-final, and um, like they, they they have no doubt at all. I'd say about the enormity of the task, and but of course, like they got a heavy defeat, heavy defeat in 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 the third round by the Pearson Jack. But anyways, you know, as I said, it's going to be a free shot, and um, like they can they they they, they 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 can give it they can give it a right go, and they won't be lacking motivation. No, they definitely won't. And you know, I wouldn't you you couldn't back against Stuart with the, the form they've shown, even with all the injuries. And Tommy being back is a huge bonus, and maybe they'll have one or two more back. Then into the second game, you had the battle of the parishioners, Ballet Brown versus Patrick Swell. Again, took a while to get going. I thought Patrick Swell were clear at halftime. I think it was eight points ahead. And then with five to play, they were back level, and you you were thinking it could go either way, but when you needed the most, Keen Lynch stood up with a goal, Aaron Galland stood up with a goal, and I think it was John Kirby then got the final goal. So I think that's always the major threat with Patrick Swell, that if those big boys get unsung, they're very hard to stop. Yeah, they, 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 that's, the, that's the point. And, and um, it, it was just after halftime. There were actually, I think it was five ahead at halftime, Jack, but they got the first three points immediately after the, after the, the resumption. And um, it, it, it pushed it out to eight points. And you were saying to yourself, here goes um, normal services restored for Patrick Swell in the semi in the quarterfinals. Because you must remember they had at the back of their head um, the defeat they suffered to South Liberties in the quarterfinal last year, the first um, Section A team to do so. So um, at eight points, you were saying to yourself, but Luke O'Connor, Jack, um, who, in my opinion, is growing to be a very, very important player and a very, very good player with 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 Bally Brown. He got a very, very good goal, and suddenly it was five points, and uh, there there were still twenty five minutes to go. So, like, 
you know, the game was far from over as Valley by Valley Brown, but they kept gnawing away at it. And by the 54th minute, Jack, they were level with six minutes to go. Now, um, Valley Brown had fluffed their lines once or twice in that period, which would have, you know, at that stage would have had them ahead. And you just wonder um, what what would have transpired had Valley Brown got, got the lead on the home straight. It, it, it certainly would have instilled certain doubts into Patrick's well, Jack. But you nailed it there at the very start. And I've been saying it all the time about big players. Like Bally Brown were entitled to be rubbing their hands with six minutes to go and say, gosh, we have a decent job done on Keane Lynch in, cont and in containing him. We have a decent job done on Alan Gillan. And lo and behold, Jack, long ball from, I think, to Evan Fitzgerald right into the edge of the box, um, sublimely controlled by Keane Lynch. Absolutely. It's worth looking back. I know you've seen it. And um, he breaks clear and buries the ball in the net. Only special players could do the, 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 that little cameo play that, that we saw. Then Jordan Higgins, another player, Jack, that I've been impressed with this year. I think he's coming yeah, on leaps really and bounds. He, he laid it on for John Kirby um, to, to, um, to put two goals between them. But um, uh, they kept the best wine for last, Jack. Um, and Angelan, he was central to it, like, and he played a delicate one two. To, I think Christine Lynch set him up first, and he played delicate one two with Calvin Carroll, who'd come on the field. And he, oh, Jack, talk about Thunderbolt into the, into the, um, to, to the, to the Bally Brown. It is, you know, that's, that's why he's holler deer elect. Um, you know, with that, with that, that's absolutely sheer dynamic quality. Um, no, look, what about Dermot Bottoms? You're saying the, the big three. I thought Dermot Bottoms was the epitome of consistency throughout. But Belly Brown, Belly Brown will, yeah. will be disappointed because, um, the result didn't, uh, did not, um, truly reflect the effort that they put in. They were much closer to Patrick's well than three goals. After Keane Lynch got the goal, Barry Adams, who, by the way, didn't start, nor Andy Cliff didn't start, Barry Adams caught a great ball right on the edge of the square, and um, he blasted over, uh, you know, how, how the, the, the Patrick's well goal uh, escaped that one, I don't know, but it did. He, and um, But, um, you know... I suppose at the end of the day, it was experience. You had Colin Coughlin having a very big game. You had Aidan O'Connor and, as I said, Luke O'Connor. Um, you know, yeah. Josh Adams, I thought, had a fantastic game again. So um, Josh has been a big, big addition to, to, to Bally Brown this year. I know he missed most of last year. So, um, yeah, Bally Brown are coming, Jack. And, um, uh, you know, it's, it's 12 months away or, what, 10 months away before there'll be a ball poked in the, in the championship again, but they, they, um, you just wonder that they're missing promotion by the whisker every year. Um, you just wonder, is there some hoodoo on them? But perhaps from what I saw in the development of Bally Brown, I think they're a much better team this year, Jack, than they were last year. And if they can maintain that measurable um, improvement, you know, they will certainly be better equipped for a real go at at the um, at the um, section B next year, and 
they, 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 they really, really, um, they will be pleased with the performance, but not the result. And um, I, I think that a yeah, three-goal think... margin in the finish, it, it was. You, you will probably agree from what you saw of the highlights, Jack, that it was rough justice on him. Yeah, no, and I, I watched the game back later on. They were, um, yeah, they probably they they passed well. They were the better team over the course of the sixty, but it wasn't a three-goal game. But the goals came late on, so that's the difference. But again, those big players for Passwell stepping up when needed. I think Bally Brown will still be favourites to come back up next year, even with KP going down and whoever we get coming up. But that's for another day, and we're back down to the same final four. And again, that's an issue for another day that we have the same final four. I know Liberty were there last year. But six out of seven years. But while Dune and Napiershik, you know, you'd you'd really back Napiershik come through that. We had a brilliant game between Kilmallock and Patrick's well in the group stages. So if we get anything like that in the semi-final, we're in for a treat. And I know he's dwelled in the hurling there for a long while, but it's one game to definitely look forward to as that semi-final between Patrick's and Kilmallock. Oh, sure, Jack. Well, the, the, the day we saw it um, uh, out in 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 Capamore that day, it was. Without doubt, the best game of the championship. It still is the best game of the championship. Possibly the best game in the championship for a couple of years, actually. Um, it was just a fantastic game of hurling that had everything. Loads of passages of good hurling, excellent scores, um, and real players, big big players stepping up and uh, and and leading the way. Look, it's a game that we can wait for um, on 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 um, the weekend after next and. Um, it, 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 it's a game that has the capacity, Jack, I think, to showcase everything that's good in Limerick hurling and will certainly be a microcosm of why Limerick have won five of the last six All-Irelands. You know, um, it, 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 it really, really is, is, is a stick-out game. And, Jack, it's a very hard game to call. We're down, yeah, we're down to the week. semi-final. We're down yeah. to the semi-final. Kilmallock started off like an express train, maybe not as good as the competition went on. And but Jack, Patrick Sweller, Patrick Swell. Um, they haven't won 20 titles for nothing. And all those 20 titles, Jack, you must remember, have come since 1965 when they won the first. Like it's it's a phenomenal record, you know, in 58 years to have won 20 county senior hurling titles. I think you know. That, that that can be matched anywhere, I would say, I would imagine. But Patrick Swell yeah, Patrick Swell, and they've got they've got to be respected for the tradition that they have built up over the last fifty odd years, you know. Oh, I don't think Kilmallock will take them lightly at all. And that's one for us to look forward to next week, because we do have so much to get through today. So don't our final four, not surprising, but definitely looking forward to those pairings. Quickly into the Premier Intermediate Championship, Matt. We are down to the final four as well after a hectic enough um, concluding round. Effen, who were true, got the, the job done against Capamore to relegate Capamore at the same time. So we knew Effen were true. They will play Black Rock, who got through by the skin of their teeth. They lost out to Glen Rue, but the result in the Bruff Newcastle game meant they edged Newcastle on head-to-head, a game they won by a point back in round two. So that's shows how crucial all the games are in Premier Intermediate. Brough will play Drummond at Lackat in the in the other semi-final. They're in a fortnight's time. So Effen versus Black Rock, Brough versus Drummond at Lackat. Um, just quickly, because we've lost to get through, um, I suppose what you make of the final round, there was that shock, but 
it still wins the script as we thought that the top three would go through alongside the winners of Brough and Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. Um, I certainly didn't anticipate that Lanrue would uh, would beat Black Rock because like they were they were on a poor run. Um, but they do have a very, very strong record against Black Rock. Um, I, I anticipated that um, certainly Drummond Atlaka would beat Pierce again, that Effen would probably beat Capamore. And so it, it basically came down to Brough and Newcastle West. And the thing is, had Newcastle West won, it is um, Black Rock would have gone out. It was that tight. You know, so your point about. The importance of winning the games early on is absolutely so valid, Jack. But I, I have to remind you, has yeah, been a dedicated that. has been a dedicated South Limerick man. Um, there are five South Limerick teams in the competition in the eight, and four of them are in the semi-final, Jack. But my joy with that is slightly tempered because my own beloved Linru is yeah. not one of them. You the know, yeah. Um, but um, it, it, it gives you an idea of the strength of of holding in this division at that level, and um, like uh, it has been very very strong. Actually, in the first year of the the Premier Intermediate Championship, seven out of the eight teams were from South Limerick. The odd one out was Nakaderi. So, to a certain degree, um, it it has been dominated by the South. Not always in the finals now, but. Um, uh, to a certain degree, because Brough have won it, Gareth Plan have won it, Brewery have won it over the years. So, um, it's going. Um, Effen have well, no. Effen didn't win it. Um, actually, if if Effen won the intermediate championship, they won the junior championship, their first ever adult championship, I think, in 2010. And they backed it up the following year by winning the intermediate championship. And not only that. But they went on to win the Munster Clubs Intermediate Championship, um, and finally lost out yeah. in the All Ireland semi final to Middletown from Armagh uh, above and Bor. Um, but um, yeah, look, Evan looks strong. But you said it on a number of times in this podcast, Jack. It's very, very hard to beat a team twice in the same championship. Evan have already beaten Black Rock. Drummond and Laka have already beaten Brough. So we'll see what will come to pass on Saturday week. But it, it, it promises to be some day of hurling. Day of, uh, um, Effen will, will play Black Rock in, in Brough at 2 o'clock. And then at 4 o'clock, we have Brough and Drummond and Laka in Kilmallock. Like, yeah. South Limerick will be turning its back to the entire hurling yeah, two games not not to be missed uh, on Saturday week in the Premier Intermediate Championship. But we're we're on uh, going through the lower grades where we found out our final two quarter finalists in the Intermediate Championship. Now we already knew Grenoble and Gary and Crockel Finney were into the final four. Grenoble and Gary completed their campaign with a win, and they are joined well at the quarter finals as I'm seeing them here. Brewery who are already finished their campaign. We'll play Maru Boher, who got through. Um, they lost to Granabel and Gary, but they got through because of hospital or because of Nakani's win over St. Kieran. So our quarter finalists are Brewery versus Maru Boher and Nakani versus Hospital Harvestown. Another uh, local derby there. 
Uh, the winner of that game plays Croke Kilfinney in the semi, and the winner of the other brewery, Marubahar, will play Granabell and Gary in the semi-finals. They're also on that Saturday afternoon. So down to the final six in the Intermediate Championship. It'll be final four after this weekend. That first one, brewery, Marubahar, on this Saturday in Clarina, and then on Sunday evening in Knocklong, you've Knockaney versus Hospital Harborstown. Um, some surprising faces there. Some teams you definitely expected to be there. Uh, yeah, but so, um, Jack, um, Maru Bohr, you know, they got through by the skin of their teeth. They got through on the head-to-head against St. Cairns, over St. Cairns. But you you must remember yeah. that um, they, they were relegated from Premier Intermediate in 2021. And sort of, um, they were very, very slow in adjusting to their new environs last year. So I, I'm not surprised at all that we, we, we've, we've seen a kick from Maru Bohr. Now, Brewery, um, it's not very long ago since Brewery um, won the, the Premier Intermediate Championship, and it's, it's I think, just 2015. And um, it, 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 it isn't a million years ago since they won the County Senior Hurling Championship in 2006. Um, but they, 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 they've been pretty consistent this year and that they have won four of their five matches. Um, but they did something similar last year, Jack, and surprisingly lost out to Palestine in the, in the quarterfinals. So um, it, 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 on forum, Jack, it, it, it would look as if um, it, 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 it will be brewery, Jack. But um, you, you just it's, it's one of those things you just can't take for granted. I, I, I think now it's very often um, when, when you come off a group stage and go into the knockout stage, um, the knockout stage takes a whole different dynamic, and you know, forum can sometimes be misleading. But it would look as if Rory would have the 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 edge there again. I'm wearing my South Limerick hat again, Jack. Three of the four teams in the quarterfinal are from South Limerick. Um, but um, the other semi-final is intriguing, and that's that's going to be on that long on Sunday evening. And um, unfortunately, I'll miss it, but it it will be a game worth seeing because. Um, um, it, it's the meeting of of Narcani and uh, Hospital Herberstown, and of course, it's it's the meeting of very, very, very close neighbours, and um, uh, they're, they're they're amalgamated at at certain uh, underage levels, so that that will add a small bit of bit of spice to it. But Narcani will be very, very keen, Jack, you know, to get back. Um, they 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 have just come down from Premier Intermediate. And they'll be very, very keen to get back. Now, they suffered a very heavy defeat, Jack, in the first round of the championship to Grenoble and Gary. But they subsequently went on a four-match winning run and, and um, finished runners-up in the group, which, which um, you know, qualified them for the quarterfinals. So um, that's going to be a very, very interesting game. Now, for them again, Jack, Hospital Herberstown lost their first three, then won the last two against Kilmallock and Nakaderi. So um, very hard to see, but um, now Kenny certainly would be favourites. Yeah, oh, definitely for this weekend. But I think uh, the two teams that are in the semi-finals already, like in the senior, are probably that bit ahead. But there's a lot of hurling to be played yet in the intermediate, and there's also a lot of hurling still to be played in the junior. But we are further down the line in the junior championship because we have three of the quarterfinals played already. Last night, Mungret St. Paul's beat St. Pat's and also Kiltili Drumkeen beat Mona Gay. 
And over the weekend, Fianna Kilmeady beat Drumcolor Broadford. So we have Drum Broadford, um, Mungret, and Kiltili in the last four. And our waiting this weekend is Caroline versus Mona Gay. That game is on Saturday in Fedemore at half four. Now, Caroline were champions two years ago. They've won all their games this year. But Mona Gay have only fallen in one game. Um, and they played last weekend. That might benefit them that they've they've had a game. So probably a bit closer than you'd expect. But uh, one of Caroline and Mona Gay will round out the quarterfinalists. Yeah, like you know, I did was um, Kiltili Drumkeen. Kiltili Drumkeen actually beat Krakora Manister last night. Who did I say? Mona Gay. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, Kiltili beat Krakora. Sorry. I'll forgive you a lapse, Jack, seeing that your mind <laughs> might be in another part of the world. But um, yeah, and um, we had Mungret St. Paul's. Um, just Jack, Mungret St. Paul's beating St. Patrick's. Mungret St. Paul's reaching the semi final of the Junior Air Championship gives you an idea in the strength and depth that, that is in that club. It's just 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 fantastic the amount of players that yeah. they have coming through. And of course at the weekend we had a big West Derby in that one in that one when Phoenix and Meadey defeated from Colour Bradford, who were last year's runners up to St. Kieran's. So basically there are five teams left in contention for the Junior Hurling yeah. Championship. And they they are Phoenix and Meadey, uh, Kiltiri from Keen, Mungret St. Paul's and the winners. Of Caroline and well, Caroline and Monagay, who will play in a quarter final, who still have to play a quarter final. So there's very, very good progress made in that competition, Jack. But I, I, I had um, somebody on the phone to me, and I, it's, it's remiss of me not, not, not to mention it. And I was approached in the Gaelic grounds on Sunday by another, another individual with, um, with, um, with the same story about. They have their season ticket holders and expressing their dismay that um, there are so many matches on at the same time. On Sunday, we had two quarterfinals and we had four Premier Intermediate Championship, um, uh, you know, final round, all on at the one time, basically, you know, which they felt was very, very unfair to um, to um, to season ticket holders and. Like I, I concur with him, and of course, there, there's an awful pile of, pile up of games again next weekend. Now, with the split season and the multiplicity of championships and competitions that we have, I get all that. But surely last weekend, like um, uh, the, the, the Saturday and Sunday could have been used. Now, like you, you could be facetious and say, "Ah, oh, sure, look, if they were on Saturday, they'd have been called off anyway with the bad weather." But you know, um. If why the intermediate championships? No, there may be a very good reason that I'm not privy to. Um, but uh, why the intermediate championship games weren't on Saturday and the two senior quarterfinals on Sunday? And I, I have no doubt that it probably impacted on the crowds at the various venues because there's an awful cohort of players out there, of sorry, a cohort of fans and supporters out there that will go to matches every day that they're on. And you know a lot of them, Jack, just like I do. But um, one of them took took um, took time to ring me about it, and I said, "Look, as I give a standard, I have a stock answer for that. You know that it's it's a matter for the county board." And um, uh, I met somebody at the Gaelic grounds on Sunday who would who would dearly have loved to have been in Ballygran for Brough and um, for Brough and Newcastle West, but couldn't because 
the two games were coinciding. So um, I don't know what the answer is. Um, but certainly when Saturdays yeah, and Sundays right, are available, I think they should be, be available, you know. Yeah, I suppose it comes down to, you know, referees, pitches, etc. So that could have played its part. But it is disappointing. Now, I know the final round games have to be on at the same time. So you couldn't have the four Premier League games on a different time. But yeah, Saturday would have been ideal. But maybe if one team couldn't play, you can't have one of them playing on Monday and the rest another day because you could get into, I don't know, logistics and things like that with it. But yeah, it's good to highlight it. And uh, we'll, we'll keep highlighting things like that. As best we can. But that's the, the hurling championships, the lay of the land in those as we move forward into further into knockout stages. We're in the, down to the semi finals in the senior. We've won semi finalists left in the junior, and we'll find out semi finalists, the final two in the intermediate this weekend. Moving back to football, Matt, um, and we're starting off the knockout stages in the football championship. And we'll go straight to the senior where we have two intriguing um, semi-finals or quarter-finals this weekend. We have Kildaimo Palace Kennery against Mona Lean on Sunday in Brough at 2 o'clock. Firstly on Saturday, Father Casey's versus Nipirshik. Um Starting with that one, you know, Father Casey's will be favourites against Nipirshik side that have done really well since um, getting promoted, you know, beat the teams that they would have felt were on their level. Um, lost out to Napierschik in a dare, but we'll have learned from those games. And then Father Casey's, the perennial contenders that eventually got over the quarterfinal last year, Matt, but have been decimated with people moving abroad, but still are in the quarterfinals. They only lost to Newcastle, and that was their first game. So they've won four games in the bounce. So you'll be, you'll be fancying um, Casey's to get back to the semi-final for the second year running. Yeah, Jack. Um, you know there are there are many parallels between um, um, you know, Father Casey's would be the doing of football, in in terms of loss of personnel for for different reasons. Um, they they you know they've lost an awful lot of players this year. They were unable to field in the intermediate football championship, and like um, I saw him in one of the earlier rounds. I think it was in round two against Clahan, Jack, and. Like the, the the team that went out against Tahan that they bore very little resemblance to the team that was beaten in the semi-final in Fina last year by by Adair. But like they, they they've stuck in there. They've they've lost big players like big players like Adrian Enright, Cormac Roach, you know, and a couple of more. Um, but they have a couple back, and um, uh, you know, having lost to Newcastle West and. You know, didn't lose by that much in the opening round, despite all their travails. Um, um, they, they, they've they've picked it up and they've done 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 quite well. I think they've won the other four. So, um, like they, they they are in a pretty 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 strong position and um, uh, pretty strong position going into the quarter final. That is, Jack. Um, um, were they to win on 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 Saturday, of course, it would be a major boost and. Um, um, the prize for winning on Saturday will be a semi a repeat of last year's semi final with a dare. But the Piercing Jack, um, uh, they, they of course will be trying to emulate a dare. If you remember, a dare um, were relegated in 20, 2015, came back 15, up in yeah. 2016. And won the senior in 2017, and now you have Napierschik relegated in 2021, back up in 2022, 
and they will be looking at their, their blueprint to see if, if if they can repeat it. Now I saw the Pierce playing in the in the championship. I was impressed with them. Um, they, they 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 had a very good win, uh, and I hate reminding you, Jack. I I I I just honestly hate reminding you this, but they had a very good win in the first round over Ballystean. But then, as you said, they got a lesson as to what senior football was all about on their return. Um, when when they had games against him, you know, particularly against the Dare in the second round, um, when 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 they got a bit of a chastening, and they, they lost the third round as well. I'm slightly at a loss to know who they lost the third round to. Um, Monoline. Can you help me there? Sorry. Monoline. Monoline. Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Monoline. Last Monoline, like who who you know who were bought in in in. Um, in the, in the knockout stages of the competition. And then they had good wins over yeah. um, over Galti Gales and, and, and Bally Landers, which coupled Galtie. with the win in the and first Landers. round was enough to see him safely through to the quarterfinal. And like it, it that will represent consolidation in their new surroundings for a day uh, for the Pearcy. But they won't be happy with that at all, Jack. They they will want to move on now and they, this 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 is the biggest test that they will have faced. I would uh, I would imagine, and th- this is no disrespect to other teams, but it's the biggest test they will have faced since they played Monolian. And uh, you know this this is an opportunity to benchmark themselves um, again with one of the contenders, like because as you said, um, the cases were perennial contenders, but could not get over the hump of a quarter final. Until that all changed last year, for the first time I think was in nearly ten years of trying. Well, so, going yeah, all the way back to twenty thirteen, I think was it. But um, it was a long time. Um, they lost a lot of quarterfinals in that time. They had just lost, so. you know. It it, it quarterfinal day was, you know, quarterfinal was their graveyard. But they they got over that last year when they beat Kildare Palace Kenry. Um, I'm, I'm going for Father Casey's to win this one, Jack, but I'm going also for Napierschik to give him a right good rattle. A right good rattle. Yeah, I... um, and Napierschik, of course, had the advantage, Jack, as, as a dual senior club. And we said this at the very beginning, um, that they have the advantage of having a distinct football team. I don't think there's any overlap as such. Not that I know of. I think some of them play Premier Intermediate, all right, but sure, they're out they're now, Premier so it'll be... They play Premier Intermediate, if... that's over. So um, uh, they're sort of an independent republic within the club, so they... they, they, they um, uh, I, I would expect the Pearsheet to give it a right good rattle, Jack, but I, I don't think it would be good enough. I think Father Casey's um, will 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 have that little bit extra that, that will take him into a semi-final with a dare, you know, where... Well, they will be on a mission of, of revenge from last year's semi-final, but that's for another day. But um, I, 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 I'm, I'm siding with Father Casey's in this one. Yeah, I do agree. Casey's will win, um, but I do, I do think it'll be close again. Um, I think Napierschik have to start strong, and and that seems to be when they've been winning games this year is when they've started and got ahead. They've been able to hold on to leads. Now I know Kelty nearly reeled them in but against ourselves and against Bellanders took an early lead and, and led from, from start to finish against Adair and Monoline those teams got ahead of them and they couldn't reel that back in so 
I think who's who's ahead after maybe 15 minutes will be the victors in this one. But we'll get into exact predictions in a minute. Just before we do that, um, the other one then, Kildime Palace Kenry versus Mona Lean. Kildime started like a train, three wins from three, but have been hit by successive losses. Now they're gone from the hurling as well. So they have an awful lot of dual players, but they know their season is up so they can fully focus. And we had Kyle Hayes in midfield the last day from I expect he'll be there again this weekend. Monlin similarly have a very little turnover, but the couple they do will be able to play now at Monlin's season Premier Intermediate finished. I know Marco Dwyer picked up an injury against Munger in the Hurland maybe three weeks ago. If he's back, he's a huge bonus to him. From what I'm seeing, I saw Monlin up close and personal this year. I thought they were a very polished team. You were there that night. Um, very physical, but are able to take their scores. There's some nice forwards. Daniel Daly was brilliant that night. Obviously, you have Dara Murray, Jer Collins, Brian Donovan, these lads that can get a score, Luke Murphy from deep. So, for me, they're the more well rounded team. But the Lion Palace Canary have upset the odds so much in recent years in both codes. You just couldn't rule them out, taking another huge step and, and breaking new ground and getting to the senior football semi final. No, Jack, you can rule Kiltama Palestinian out of anything. And uh, the, the, the thing is that um, what you said there, um, you know, they now can fully focus that their hurling season is over. They've had what, you know, they've had known their faith in the senior hurling championships even before the final round. So they've, they've, had, um, uh, they've had three or four weeks to put all their eggs in the football basket. So... Um, uh, there, there, there are doubts about Carl Downs, I, although I think he played in the last hurling game that he had picked up a knock. And um, Carl Downs, you know, is very, very central, Jack, to to, to Kildimos. Um, he, he's been a powerhouse around midfield. And, of course, the free-scoring Peter Nash, we cannot, you know, I, I think is he the leading scorer in the championship at the moment. Um, or certainly yeah. one of them, you know, so... Like um, you know, they have plenty in their armory now. I've seen, I've seen, I, I saw pa- Kildama Palace Kenry, um, in I think it was round three against was Saint Kieran's, and um, I, I thought I was very, very impressed by him, and um, um, they won comfortably that evening. Um, now I've seen, I've seen um, our uh, Monline. A couple of times I saw him in that get that, that win over Ballystine. I thought that was a fierce competent performance. And I thought it was a statement performance by Monoline that they're serious contenders. I I, I I saw him in further later in the competition against Delty Gales, and they further enhanced, if anything, that statement and enhanced my belief, you know, that they're they're, they're serious contenders and they've you know they're real big players and they have been boosted by a couple of lads from Kerry, which 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 have uh, which are beginning to make a big difference. Uh, there's um, the two Shukru's, um, Darrow Shukru, a uh, corner forward, and tight Shukru at centre forward in key right. positions, and 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 beginning to make their presence felt. And uh, along with the names that you have already mentioned, I I I, I think that Monolene are very very strong contenders, and I've I've arrived at that conclusion since the night. In Ballingarry, when they beat Balance Ballystine, that they're very, very strong contenders for outright success in this competition, Jack. They're, they're quite capable of doing it. Dara Murray is in fantastic form. Luke Murphy is an intercounty man, playing fantastic, as you said, from the back. And you, you, you have the like of Brian Donovan and um, 
and and others there you know um that your man daily at full forward um uh, fantastic absolutely I, I i think they're serious contenders and um i think they will have too much for kildimo palace Henry. but i suppose if there was to be a surprise in the in the two quarter in any of the quarter finals jack i suppose the more likely would be that kildimo palace Henry may be the ones that would cause it but i i think that for the second year in a row, it's it's just simply fantastic. Like they, they were only intermediate champions in 2021. They reached the quarterfinal last year. And we were saying at the outset mm. of the competition, like that, you know, we had fears for Kildimo Palace Kendry in football. Um, in that uh, of all the dual clubs that were in the competition, they had a greater crossover with hurling than any we'll say than the Piershik or Adair or you know, um and um but by God, at football, they certainly knuckled down and not a trace of a second-year syndrome, had qualified for the quarterfinals with two games to spare. So they, they are to be respected. And But what you would have to say um, that, you know, they, they really got two very, very good tests in the concluding stages of the competition against um, Newcastle West and, and uh, Father Casey's and Newcastle West which will have to stand them, Jack, in, in, in good stead um, going forward into Saturday's, um, into Saturday's quarterfinal. Um, but, um, yeah, I, so actually, Sunday, it's Sunday at 1 o'clock in Brough, Jack. I think the game has Sunday. been changed to 1. Um, but um, it, okay, it, I have it, to um, but it'll be 1. I, 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 I have a feeling that Mona Lean will just, you know, they know how to win games at this stage. They have um, they they like they they they're another of the dual senior clubs, and you touched on it there about Marco Dwyer. But Larkin Lines returned um for um for the the last game against Galti Gales, and I thought had a huge game for 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 Monlean. And the talk is now that Donico Adali could be available, who is also a very good footballer, now Ireland medal winner with Limerick this year. And that he may be on board for the for, for the quarter final. So like and were Marco Dwyer to be fit, it would be another huge boost. So like yeah, I I, I think Monlean have strength and they have strength and depth. And I'm 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 going for them. I think they did I think that they will have too much um for Kildama Palace Henry. Yeah, I, I agree. I get you. Just before we go from the senior football to the table, um, relegation final this Saturday in Capmore, four o'clock, your own by Landers against Lahan. You know, these games take on life of their own. So without going into too much, um, how do you see this one? Don't have to give a prediction, but how do you see this one playing out? Obviously, the Landers were in the position last year and survived. Um, can they do it again? Can I pass, Jay? You can pass. I'll talk about the game if you want, because for me, no, no. See, uh, yeah, think... I, I, I take the question head on. Like there, there can be no argument about um, why they're there. Neither side won a football match in the group stages, you know. And you, you, you can't argue that they, they deserve to be there. Now, Bellylanders had one or two very near misses in the opening rounds. They lost by a point to the Gales. They lost by two points um, to 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 Monlean. You know. You know that that swings and roundabouts, not a margins. You know, um, 
had they won the two of those, we, we, we could be talking about a different narrative. But I thought as the as the competition pro, um, progressed that they regressed. Um, now, they scored 117 against Palestine and failed to win the football match, conceded six goals. Um, they, they, they scored 2-5 against them. Um, against um, Adair, which is only seven scores. And against the Piercy Jack, very, very alarmingly, they could only register six points in 60 minutes of football, which is paltry. Now, Clahan have been on the receiving end of of five straight defeats as well. Um, they have been tenants of the or members of the senior football fraternity since 2019 when they were promoted as intermediate champions. Actually, Jack, a little coincidence in their first game up in senior football, they beat Bellylanders in rough by a point. But um, I'm not looking for omens. Yeah. Um, like, I, I, I'm, I'm very low to, to um, uh, you know, pick a favourite in this one. But seeing that you asked me, I have to, because I'm very conscious of what happened in the senior hurling relegation playoff um, and as you as as you rightly said they're games that take on a life of their own um, and certainly if any game took on a life of its own it was South Liberty's huge win over Gareth Bellan when they scored seven goals uh-huh. and maybe Ballylanders are keeping the scores um, for, for Saturday it's on in Capamore at four o'clock it's going to be tense Ballylanders have the experience of being through um relegation final as recently as last year. Back five or six or seven years ago, they were through another relegation final when they beat Palace, Palace Green in, in Martinstown. But um, like it's a dubious honour to have experience of, of relegation playoffs, but it, it must be worth something. I'm going for Bally just to share it, Jack. Yeah, from, from what I've seen of Bally Landers this year, I think they were very unlucky I saw them that first day against Kelty. They were very lucky that day, only for the Childs brothers. And we did say how important those early round games could be. And, and that's a, a perfect example of it. And I saw Clahan, um a couple of times. I was a bit let down by him. So on farm, I, I go by Landers. But as you said, you mentioned that Gary Splann, so Liberty's game. We both called a Gary Splann win. So that could be a bad omen for by Landers. But that's on this Saturday and the, the race to replace whoever goes down really kicks into overdrive then this weekend with Raquel versus Galbley and Drumrod for St. Pat's um, with Munger and St. Sennans waiting semi-finals. Well, I'll get your I'll get your snaps on those when we get into predictions but two huge games in the Gaelic Crowns this Sunday match in the Ladies Football Championship that we have the senior and intermediate finals. Now I'm aware we've gone we're really approaching the hour quickly so we'll we'll get through these but the senior final, Mona Gay versus St. Aylby's, same as last year. Uh, St. Aylby's just got passed by Landers. Mona Gay had to wait that week extra to play Ula. That game was originally called off. But won 10-3 against an Ula side that had been the farm team in the competition. But so it was unsurprising to see uh, Mona Gay and St. Aylby's back in the final. But uh, do you give the edge to the team looking for three in a row? or to St. Elby's, who I think were the last team to beat Monaghan in the championship. You're right, Jack. They they, they beat him in 2020 final um, in Nakaderi. Um, I, I, it's, it's, it's a hard one to call this one because um, you're right. Ula, Ula were, um, were the surprise team of the, of the championship. 
and they were sort of the foreign team insofar as that they that they won their two group games, including a win over St. Elby's and the second round win over Drum Bradford. Um, but it gave them that poison chalice, possibly, which sometimes is a poison chalice, Jack, of a direct route to the semi-final. And actually, they had five weeks of competitive inactivity before they played um, Monegay, whilst Monegay in that time were, were playing um, um, they, 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 they had to play a quarter final um, against um, Drum Broadford, in which they were pushed to the very limit and needed extra time to just edge out Drum Broadford. And um, at the other side, then you had ALB's um, last Teula, beat Drum Broadford, um, qualified for the quarter final, beat Old Mill, and like in the semi final, Jack, they beat Ballylanders. And like Ballylanders, Certainly, Jack had there was good reason for people talking up the chances of Ballylanders this year, because they had a very good group stages, and they beat Fiona Castle Mahan in the first round, w- went back to Monaghan, drew with them, then beat Old Mill in the final round, two games away from home, and um, went straight again to the to the to the semi final. But like, um, you know, again it could have been a poison chalice, so like that. As I said, Elby's had that extra quarter final with Old Mill, um, um, but you know, I I think you would have got decent odds, Jack, at the end at the beginning of the competition, on a repeat of last year's final. Um, yes, Monaghan going for three in a row, um, less so I I I, I would say, and they'll forgive me for saying so for saying Elby's. Um, it's going to be a very very interesting final, Jack, and. Um, Monaghan uh, will start as favourites. There's no, mis- no, there's no doubt at all about that, Jack. But you know, there's a lot of experience in that in that um, Saint Elby's team. They they've been hovering around for so long, Jack. It's their fourth final in five years, you know, and it must count for something. I certainly wouldn't be writing off Saint Elby's. Like um, Monaghan beat them in the final in Brough last year. I think you were there and. Um, like, you know, they put out all the stops to do so because if you remember, they seemed to be quite comfortable early in the first half. And then um, St. Elby struck before half time. I think Mairead Kavanagh, who, who's not on the panel this year, I think, got a great goal before half time. And, you know, it was it was really game on. Like, they pull out all the stops. And I think you're going to have a similar game in the Gaelic grounds. And I'm delighted to see that Tisana headquarters. Um, uh, the ladies yeah. de- deserve that to get to, you know, to, to get to play in, in the biggest stadium in, in, in the county on that biggest day. I, I, I'm going for, for um, Monaghan, Jack, but it's going to be very, very tight. Yeah, it'll, it'll definitely tight. I'll, I'll, we'll go to all the predictions in a minute because obviously the intermediate final is on um, at one o'clock. Marubor versus Skeltigales in the senior final. Is three o'clock, so I'll get your synopsis in that game when we go back to. Can I, can I just talk? Can I just we... talk briefly, Jack? And um, I will be brief about the intermediate final. Like, it's it's a novel final, and what a success story it is for Galty Gales, who fielded an adult team for the first time eight years ago in 2015, to be now on the threshold of senior football. They won a first ever junior A championship last year with a very big win over a hand in the county final. And here they are in the final against a Maru team. 
a Maru team that have a record of their own, Jack. A Maru team that haven't won the, the Intermediate Championship since 2014. But in 2014, way back, what, nine years ago, not only did they win the, the, the Limerick Championship, but they won the Munster Junior Championship and the Munster, and the All-Ireland Junior Championship. They, they beat St. Kieran's of Roscommon in the final in Ballinasloe nine years ago. So it's a novel final. And again, you would have got long odds in this one at the start. But Galtie Gales are going into the final unbeaten, Jack. Maru Bohr suffered two defeats in the group stages to Mungret St. Paul's and to Narkeny. But it, it bears out the point that, that you that you've made on a number of times, Jack. Very hard to beat a, a team a second time in, in the same championship because they came back in the semi-final and beat Narkeny to to get a place in the final. It, it This has the ingredients of an intriguing final. Yeah, definitely does. That's one o'clock in the Gaelic Crowns. But just briefly on the Komogi match, where we're into the finals as well in the Senior A, Senior B, and Intermediate. I suppose it was business as usual for Newcastle West, 315 to 12 point winners over Brough. But then in the other semi final, which was repeated last year's final, Khalidi won 12 to 1 8 winners over a hand, dethroning the defending champions. Bit of a surprise there, but it means we'll have a. Kalidi Newcastle final for the third time in four years. Um, obviously Newcastle looking to win back the title that uh, they lost last year. Um, Kalidi beat him in twenty twenty, yeah, twenty twenty they beat him. So an intriguing All West final we are there, but it's probably the small bit of a shock that a hand were beaten. Yeah, but in twenty twenty one they beat Kalidi, um, Newcastle yeah. West. That that was the year Newcastle West and Monaghan did the double. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, with with you know a huge crossover of the same number of players, but I suppose the big story of the day, Jack, has to be, of course, the defeat of a hand, um, because they were going so well in 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 the group stages, had huge wins in in all their group games over the Pearshick, Brough, and Capamore, and um, getting to have home venue against uh, against Kilidi. But Jack, you can never write off Kilidi. You, you do so at your peril. They're, they're a deep-rooted club there in West Limerick. Very, very strong um, Komogi tradition there. And um, they did a lot of the business in the first half. They led by by six points at halftime, won seven, four points on. Your Reynolds got a goal in the second half um, to bring it back to two points. And just two points right up to the hour mark, actually, Jack, as as, as they try to, 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 to defend their title. But in injury time... Um, uh, Shawnee Cunningham and um, I can't think who got the second one, but they got two points to clinch it out. But um, it, it it was a surprise, and it, it sets up a repeat of the twenty twenty one final um, by between near neighbours um, uh, Newcastle West and Kilidi. So it's it, that that is going to be very very interesting, and it's fixed for Ballygrand Paddy Carroll Park in Ballygrand on Sunday week, and. Um, it would be preceded that day by, by the intermediate final. But before I go to the intermediate final, Jack, Adair took another step in their progression because um, we saw that in 2021, they won the junior championship. 2022, they won the intermediate championship. And in 2023, they're just an hour away from winning the, the, the senior B championship, which, which will be a very big step in their progression 
in their progression now. They, they won the Munster Junior Championship last year and reached the All Ireland semi final. So um, the progression is continuing this year. Um, they beat Krakora in the B semi finals, whilst in the other semi final, um, the Piercing beat, beat um, Granabal and Gary. And um, like it, 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 it is sad to see uh, the decline of a club that has contributed so much to Limerick Camogie, not only on the Limerick stage, but on the provincial and national stage, winning all Ireland's. Um, that, that um, you know, they have fallen on hard times. And, and their senior status, Jack, is going to be on the line because with two clubs relegated this year, Capamora are already relegated. The second team to be relegated will be determined in a playoff between Granaban and Gary and Krukora, who are the respective losers of the B semi-finals. So that there will be eight teams lining up at the starting at the start in the starting stalls for the senior championship next year. That is the rationale behind it. Two teams being relegated. But sad days for, for Granaban and Gary. Um, they already beat Krakora in the final round of the um of the group stages, which compelled um, Krakora to face Capamore in the first of the relegation finals, which they won. So now they're, they're faced with a second relegation final. So um, that, that's for another day. But um, we were just talking about the intermediate championship. And the intermediate final this year, Jack, will be between last year's runners-up, Croke Kilfinney, who barely got over, and I mean barely got over, um, uh, Galbley in the semi-final in Croke on Sunday okay. and the 2021 runners-up who lost the final to Capamore after a replay Mona Lean. Mona Lean beat Temple Danton um, in the um, in the um, semi-final in Mona Lean on Sunday so that, that will be a very 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 interesting final now um, Galbley probably and um, uh, you probably have me saying it earlier in this competition to watch Galbley, and I think they raised a lot of eyebrows, Jack, when they beat Mona Lean in the group stages. But unfortunately, they have bowed out. Now, they, I saw them winning the junior final last year. I was hugely impressed with them. And um, uh, the, the the fact that they've made or given intermediate Camogie a right shot this year hasn't surprised me in the least. Yeah, no, that there should be three excellent finals, and then obviously with that one relegation um, playoff. But we look forward to those games Jack, next uh, weekend. The, 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 the Junior B is also down to the finals. The Junior B is also down to the finals, and the Junior B Cup final will be between Tornafola and Mona Lean. And the Junior B plate uh, final will be an all South Limerick affair between Brough and Kilmallock. Another another South Limerick derby there for, for you to get stuck into next weekend. But for now, Matt, we'll just uh before we finish up, we'll focus on the, the three games or the three games, the games we have this weekend. So we'll go to the predictions and I didn't warn you in this, but we'll have the two senior quarterfinals as always. I'll throw in the two intermediate football finals. Uh finals, quarterfinals, sorry. And then I'll throw in the two ladies football finals. So we'll we'll go through them. But before we do, we'll go to last week's results. Now, bear in mind we predicted the outcome of six games. So for you to get four and to be to be still ahead was Paul Trip. We only got three. Bought a patch well, bought a effort, bought a drum at Laka. You had Dune 
Mungers and neither of us foresaw Glenru beating Blackrock or Brough beating Newcastle. So you stretch your lead out once again, six points clear, but uh, still plenty of finals to get through. The finals don't uh, don't hold uh, double points or anything, which maybe they should, but uh, that's for another day. But six games to get to look forward to this weekend. We'll start with the senior football, men's senior football quarterfinals. Father Casey's versus Napier Shig. I'm going by Father Casey's by three. Father Casey's by three. Um, and we both said our piece in the in the podcast already. I'll have a timestamp here so you'll be able to see uh, why we went for Father Casey's. But I'm joining you with Father Casey's and I'm going to go Casey's by five to get into the semi-final for the second year running. Then Monaline versus KP, which is very, very interesting. Really one to look forward to, but I'm going to go Monaline by four points here to get into a semi-final, to leave the same final four as you had last year. Well, I had him down for four points, but seeing that you're going four points, I'll go three. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll still hold on to my I'll still hold on to my four points there. So both have Monaline and Casey's to come through those uh, quarterfinals. Then the intermediate match, I'll let you start off here. Rakhil versus Galbley, which is actually a repeat of the 2018 final, the Galbley one. Who will take one it step is. into the quarter semis? It is, and um, it, it, uh, we, we didn't talk about it. It's, it's um, you know, and um, you know, it, it, they'll say O'Callaghan is like an old broken record. Um but Galbley have been the Napiershig of this year's Intermediate Football Championship in that they only played three games in the group stages. They, they got a walkover from Father Casey's, or Father Casey's pulled out, and they got a walkover from Castlemahan. So their preparation is far from ideal. Now, they had a very good win over St. Sinans in the first round, and they subsequently beat Krakora Manister. But then they lost to St. Patrick's, uh, in the penultimate round, so um, I'm I'm going for Rakeel by two, Jack. Rakeel by two to avenge that loss from a few years ago. I'm going to go Galbley by two. Um, just with the turnover, Gary's blind players. They'll have those lads back now. They'll they'll come in after being relegated. But I think they'll make the boost. And if they can perform like they did against Saint Sinans in the first round, I think they'll have too much. But again. You can't well, my, my judgment is based on the stop-start nature of the, of the championship, and um, it's most disappointing. And I'm, look, I'm going to say it once more, Jack, but don't ask me to say it again because people will be fed up of it. Um, doing nothing about the structure of that football championship, that football competition is not an option. Yeah, definitely not. I think Premier Intermediate is, is the way to go with that, but that's for another day. Pats versus Drum, then, Matt, which would we would have seen in the senior championship for years. But here we have an intermediate quarter final. Um I'll I'll take the race here. Um I I have a slight edge for Pats for some reason. I know Drum got to the got to the final last year. Um and they have a really good side, but and I know Pats were out last night in the in the hurling. That won't help, but I'm just gonna go with Pats here. To win by two points against Drum. That's I'm going for it. Drum by three, and um, um, I'm taking cognizance of the fact that um, they're now out of the football championship. 
I'm also taking cognizance of the fact that they they were beaten in last year's final, and um, you know there's a great there wasn't uh, 20 years ago or we'll say at the turn of this millennium that there was no such thing as a football tradition in drum color, but now there is a very very strong position um, um, uh, you know tradition seven county titles in this millennium senior titles in this millennium. I know you can live in the past, but you can feed off it. And um, I'm I'm going for Trump to win by three points. Trump by three. I'm going pet. So we'll have a different quarterfinalist anyway. If you one of us right and wrong, consider moving you're, on Jack, there. And then Jack, you have a weary record in the quarterfinals of being right. Yeah, I have. That's one where, well, generally you have a you have such a leads built up at that stage that it's um pretty pointless. But I, I'll I'll be hoping. Well, when neutrals, I don't mind who wins. But I'm hoping to be right in terms of getting closer to you. Um, then into the ladies' finals, the intermediate, one o'clock Gaelic grounds, Galtig Gales versus Maru Bohor. Can Galtig Gales go back to back, or will Maru Bohor return to the senior ranks? I'm going for the girls by two. I think there's real momentum with them. And um, I, I'm, ca I'm cautiously going for them by two. Um, I'm mindful of the fact that, you know, um, Rubo lost a couple of games, but there, there is greater vulnerability in teams when it's in the group stages than when they're in the knockout stages. And, like, um, you know, you get to the final for a reason. And um, certainly, um, uh, Marubo are after putting two very good win back, back wins together over St. Bridget's and, as I said, Narcani, and have to be respected. But I think there's fierce momentum with, with, with Galti Gales because um, the trajectory has been the one way, Jack, right since the start of the competition. They drew with Bridget's in the first round of the group stage, had a huge win over Father Casey's in, in, in the second round. And Jack, they will be really battle hardened by having two semi-finals. Like they, they drew with Mongret St. Paul's um a one five apiece in the semi-final, but the, the weather had deteriorated so often that the referee deemed, you know, that it was unsafe to play the extra time. And then they had that replay with Mongret St. Paul's early this week, and again it went to extra time. And and they seem to have the capacity to to dig out. Um, and you, you, you must remember, and we spoke earlier about semi-finals. Getting to semi-finals direct can be sometimes a poison chalice, but certainly it it seems to have worked in the Gales' favour. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you, Matt. I'm gonna go Gael to Gales to win by a solitary point because, as you said, they've been able to grind out um, victories. Maru might be the more farm team over the course of the entire championship, but I think Gael to Gales have that momentum, as you said. I'm gonna go. By the minimum, one point, Celtic Gales, to get back-to-back -back promotions. And then in the senior final, I'm going to stick with Monaghan to make it three on the bounce. Um, I'm going to go four points. Just Monaghan know how to win, whether it's football or it's Camogie, Newcastle West. That group of players know how to win. They don't lose very often in either code. And I, in the Gaelic crowns, they've excelled in recent years. 
Um, thinking back to that final in 21 against Bellanders, they seem to enjoy that that open space. So I'm going to go with Monaghan four point winners. And uh, I am going, I'm going Monaghan by three actually. Um, uh, as you said, they, they they know how to win big games like the the wide open spaces of the Gaelic grounds. You must have remembered that. Um, in terms of personnel, they have seven of the squad. Um, that, that that were um, on Graham Shine's um, All Ireland squad this year, and they have, they have a couple of more All Ireland medal winners in Kate Deary and Katrina Davis, who were All Ireland medal winners in 2018. Um, now <clears throat> they're down Larry O'Connor from last year, who was a big loss, of course, but um, they, they 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 certainly have the know-how. Now um, the, the only caveat that I would put in is. Um, and I think they have played down very well. Talk of three in a row, mm. you know, because that that in itself would bring a certain amount of pressure. But I've heard very, very little about it. Um, actually, during the course of the campaign and certainly in the lead up to the final, and I do in the preview and all, there was very, very little. Um, it's 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 the like of you and me are more doing more talking about it than Monaghan, I think. And of course, yeah, and they have a little secret weapon this year, Jack. Monaghan have a little secret weapon. There's a certain Billy Lee among their backroom team. Yeah. Need we say any more? No, that's, that's ended up. <laughs> and, 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 Billy... and it is the Billy Lee. Yeah, where Billy goes, uh, success invariably follows. So he'll be hoping to add a a senior football uh, title to the many titles he's won with uh, Newcastle and Limerick over the last few years. But that's those are our games for the weekend, Matt. Just before we finish up, just a small announcement regarding myself. Um, anyone that knows me well will know that while you're going to Goodison Park this Saturday, the following Saturday, I'll be on a plane over to Malaysia to move to Australia. So I'll be on holidays for about two weeks and then I'll be in Australia. So ah, the decision made a while ago. So it will affect the pod for a couple of weeks at least. But once I get my feet over in Australia, um, we'll continue the pod from across the waters as long as one of us left you up very early in the morning and one of us will probably late at night. But yeah, myself and Kira are moving to Australia. Um, probably a bit of a cliche now for our age group to be going across the water, but if we don't do it now, we'll never do it. So we have another episode next week, Matt, that I'll be with you for, but it'll be just some sort of juggling done for the next uh, two or three weeks after that. But thanks to everyone that knows and is wishing me the best of luck. I could be home very soon, or I might be home for a long time, but I'll be definitely coming home to Ballysteen uh, at some stage. There'll be no fear of that. But yeah, for anyone wondering, I am I am immigrating, so that's that's down the line. But we've another we've another podcast left to go through if anyone has any queries and if anyone in sydney has accommodation or a bit of work those are two things i have not started yet so that would be very very handy um if anyone out there has contacts in either place i would really appreciate that or matt you were already on to me about someone before we started so i know there's there's a lot of goodwill from people but yeah just a small announcement for anyone that was wondering what was going to happen we will keep going through but there might be a small break or someone will take over from me for the next two weeks but as i said we'll be recording next week so um i don't know if there's anything you want to say to that matt or if you i i I certainly i I certainly do jack um when i got the first inkling that it was going to happen about uh, six months ago i think i think it's in the ether with nearly six months 
Um, yeah. My first one reaction was one of devastation because we've sort of, we've set up our struck up such a good partnership for over two hundred podcasts together. You you know at least, and um, but um, it was tempered a bit when you when you told me um, a week or two ago that you would be possibly away for a couple of weeks and hopefully that you would be doing continuing the podcast from Australia. But Jack. Um, Whatever way it pans out, I want to wish you. I want to wish you the very, very best of luck. You and Kira, every good wish on your your trip to Australia. And I want to say a profound and deep thanks to you um, for the wonderful, wonderful times we've had together. And um, we'll, 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 um, I will certainly miss you on the podcast for the couple of weeks. I hope with all my being that that you will be back in two to three weeks' time. Um, but I certainly will miss the banter on the days that 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 we meet at, at matches because um, you to me are the king of the ball hoppers. But um, um, you know we've we've had we've had we've we've had great times and hopefully we we will we will have more. But in in this particular podcast, you know I I, I will look I will, I know we're going to be on next week, but I will be looking forward um, to to when you to when you when 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 you will be back. But Jack. Um, whatever life throws up to you in Australia, I hope for you and Kira that it will be all the very best. I cannot wish you um, enough uh, enough good wishes in in what you've what you've chosen to do, and hopefully, of course, Jack, before I depart this 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 world, that that you will you will you will you will be back in Ireland. Um, but certainly it, it is the type of thing that young people of your age group are doing now and doing so in greater numbers for experience and and for life experience and and um, and and for the most part you know I, I'm happy to say that in the Ireland that we're living in today that um, 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 most people are doing it by choice rather than by compulsion you know so um, I again, Jack. I want to wish you every good wish. I'm looking forward to our chat next week, and hopefully a couple of weeks on, and we 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 will be back from down under. You'll be back from down under. But if anyone is wondering who's going to get up early in the morning, I can tell you it's somebody from Ballysteen. There early risers down there, so I, I, I'd hate to interrupt that. Yeah, thanks for your words, first and foremost, man. I do appreciate them. And we'll be back next week anyway to to, to keep going with this podcast for, for as long as we can. It's been very enjoyable. I look forward to it every week. We have a, a lot of memories in the bank, either on the podcast or at the matches. And I'll miss seeing you at the games. I won't miss seeing or going down for a cup of tea with you at the Gaelic Crowns, and it takes an hour because of everyone stopping you. But that's part and parcel of going to the games in the Gaelic Grounds. But uh, as I said, we'll be back next week to, to run through all that. And uh, we'll work out times. I'm not really a great early morning riser, but maybe I'll have to across the water. And if anyone from Michael Cusack... Is something you could cultivate, Jack? Maybe, maybe, maybe. If anyone from Michael Cusack is watching and they need a water boy or a part-time selector or something like that, definitely I'll be more than willing to, to cut my cloth over. But for now, Matt, as I said, we have another podcast next week, so we can get into more logistics next week. For now, we have loads of games this weekend to look forward to. We have the quarterfinals in the men's senior and intermediate football championships. We have the finals in the ladies' football championship. We're down to the semis and finals and all the other grades nearly at this stage. So it's a very exciting time. Probably a mad time to leave, but 
so that's where we are but to you as always Matt thank you very much for your, your contribution for everyone watching at home and contributing and commenting really appreciate it try to get back to everything uh, if you're on YouTube make sure to like subscribe click the bell for notifications give a comment if you want same on Facebook on Twitter uh, make sure to like retweet all that good stuff this has been episode 253 of the Tree Talk t- podcast Thank you very much, and we'll talk again soon, Matt. Thanks, Jack. The pressure again, we get old with what you put in. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods, and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, wow. Charlie Buckley. Do that to Tommaso Shea. He deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Then we've been out there from the war court today. The more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact that it and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? We have a couple of injuries. There's no sympathy in this game for anybody.